Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Praise God. We are redeemed. We are redeemed from the curse of sickness. We are redeemed from the curse of sin. We are redeemed from poverty. We are redeemed from everything because of what Jesus has done. We are redeemed because of what Jesus has done. He came, anointed, He came to redeem us. Thank you. Let's just worship Him for a second. Come on. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for redeeming us. Thank you for redeeming us. Thank you for redeeming us. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Heavenly Father, we just come to You. We seek Your Word today. Have Your way in this place. Have Your way in this place. We worship You this morning. Holy Spirit, we invite You. Have Your way. Speak to us. Speak to us, Father. We thank You for it. In Your precious name we pray. Amen. Before I get into the message, I just want to, I want to talk to you to, from a scripture in Isaiah 61. I just really feel like the Lord is bringing us back to something He's been speaking to us uh, the other day, and that is Jesus is in the burden-busting business. Jesus is in the burden-busting business. Isaiah 61, this is not the scripture that I gave to anybody in the AV team, so don't worry about it. Follow with me if you will. Isaiah 61, it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. This is, this is a foreshadowing of Jesus to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He has, Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to bust the burden of brokenheartedness. He came to proclaim liberty to the captives. Freedom is available today. Freedom in the name of Jesus. It is available today. And at the opening of the prison, to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. He has come to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness. Church, we are trees of righteousness. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, for who you are. Thank you for what you've done. Praise your name. Praise your name. Thank you, Father. Well, we are excited. I know Pastor Doug mentioned about what we're going to do next week. And we're having a water baptism service. It is not a part of the service. It is the service. We are going to celebrate next week. We are going to have water baptisms. We are just, I mean, it is going to be a, a different service than maybe you've experienced before. But it is going to be amazing. We're going to have the water right here. Yes, we're going to heat it up. 
Okay, so those who are like, I don't know if I want to sign up or not, I'm thinking about how cold, no, 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 it's going to be nice and warm. You don't have to worry about this, we're not going to the lake, we're going to do it right here, it's going to be nice and warm. I know that's not what's holding you back, but the amazing thing of what that means is when you are baptized in water, full submersion, you are making a public declaration, a public statement that Jesus Christ is my Lord and I am not turning back. I am not turning back. And when you go under that water, it is going from death and when you come up, to life. Just as Jesus went from death to life, we go from death to life. What he has done for us on that cross we get to show Him that we are fully committed to Him in what He wants to do in our life. In Romans 6.4 it says, Therefore we have been buried with Him through baptism into death, that just as Christ raised Him from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also will walk in newness of life. Death to life. I encourage you, church, if you've never been full submersion water baptized before, I encourage you to make it next week the day in which you do it. You know, today the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Well, next week is the day of water baptism. And we do not want to miss that. We do not want to miss this opportunity. So we are excited. If you want to sign up and you've already handed your connection card in, call the church, email us, come see me afterwards, come see an usher afterwards. Just tell somebody, you know what, I am interested. Because we have information for you. We want to get you prepared and get you ready. And you may have heard this this week and you're saying, nah, I don't know, I don't know. Well, guess what? You're going to have the offer to do it next week too. We'll be ready for you. We will be ready for you. All right, how many of you guys are ready to continue our series called Provision and Harvest? Because today we're closing out the series called Provision and Harvest. And I'm excited because next week we talked about we're moving to a new series and it's going to be called Death to Life. And that's going to take us all the way up through Easter. Yes, believe it or not, Easter is only a few weeks away, even though it is snowing. Easter is coming close. Thank goodness it's late this year, right? It could have been actually maybe even this week, right? I mean, wow. Easter's coming up. We're doing a new series called Death to Life. But today, this morning, I want to close out this series called Provision and Harvest. And what I want to talk to you about this morning is the harvest. We've been talking about provision, provision for health, Provision for finances, provision for wisdom, provision for patience, provision for joy, provision for peace. This is all great, but what about the harvest? Well, this morning I want to talk about the harvest. I want to talk about what it is, how it's available, and how to go and grab it for your life. How many of you want to, gr- want to reap the harvest this morning? It is available to us, church. It is available. Well, I've been asking... Uh, church members to fill out any cards on testimonies that they have. And I'll tell you what, we continue to get testimonies that have come in. And church, I'm amazed each and every week of what has been going on in our church. 
This church is going to be marked by miracles. No, it is marked by miracles. It is happening. When he gives a prophetic word that says this, this ministry will be marked by miracles, it's actually happening. It is marked by miracles. And week after week, we are hearing testimonies of healings, supernatural healings, supernatural financial blessings, relationships being restored. I mean, we are calling out on a Wednesday night to people who are in the hospital, and they are being miraculously healed while they're at the hospital. We are having people watch online who get miraculously healed from something that's been ailing them. Fevers immediately gone in the name of Jesus. We've had supernatural healings of elbows, stomachs, backs, necks, kidney stone pain vanished. The moment worship starts, kidney stones vanished. Legs being healed. And here's, an, here's a recent one. This young person has had their A1C level. For those who, who know what that is, it's something when you are... Uh, it's a, it's a level that they check, like your blood sugar level. It has not dropped from 12.6 until recently. Until recently. It was 9.4, and then it was 8.2, and we're moving closer and closer to 6.5 where it needs to be. Praise be to the Lord, the miracle-working power of Jesus. Testimony after testimony. Church, that is the harvest. Church, that is the harvest. You see, the provision is there for healing. But these, this is the harvest. This is what God is doing in our midst. In our midst. So the harvest. What does the harvest mean? You guys can write this down if you want to take notes. It's the process or period of gathering in the crops. It's the process and it's the period of gathering in in the crops. Church, we are in the time of harvest. We are in the time of harvest. We are gathering souls for Jesus. We are gathering healings for people so they can live life and reach more people because of those healings. We are seeing a harvest of financial miracles. We are seeing the harvest come in every area. You say, okay, Pastor Jason, this is great. What do I need to do to reap my harvest? What do I need to do to reap my harvest? You've taught me. I believe that I have healing. I believe that's for me. But I want to reap the harvest of that healing. I believe that you have every bill paid, but I want to reap the harvest of every bill being paid. I believe that my relationships can be restored, but I want to reap the harvest of that relationship being restored. How do I do that? We're going to learn that this morning. 1 Corinthians 3. 1 Corinthians 3, starting in verse 5. Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one. I planted, this is Paul talking, so Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. But God gave the increase. So what do we need to do? The first thing we need to do is plant. What do we mean by plant? What does this mean? In, when the Lord has spoken to me about this, it means have a vision for your future. Church, you individually have to have a vision for your future. 
It is important that you get a hold of what God is calling you to do, what God is calling you to be. You need to see that health on the other side. You need to see that bill paid on the other side. You have to have the vision of where God is taking you. You have to plant that vision of hope for your life. In Leviticus 26, verse 9 and 10, it says this, For I will look on you favorably and make you fruitful. I will look on you favorably and make you fruitful. Multiply you and confirm my covenant with you. You shall eat the old harvest and clear it out because of the new. Get rid of the old because the new is coming. We have to see a vision of what is new in our life. We have to have a new vision for where God is taking us in our life. In Habakkuk 2 it says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets. Why? So that he may run who reads it. You need to have a vision for your life so that you can run every time that you read it. If you're dealing with a physical challenge in your life, you need to write that vision down. I am healed and whole in the name of Jesus, and you need to be running towards that vision every single day. You need to read that vision every single day. That's why he says write it down on tablets. Make it plain so that you can see it. Because day in and day out we wake up and we get into our rhythm. We get into our routine. Okay, we read the Bible. We do this. We go to our jobs. But we're not looking at the vision that God has for our life. You have to keep it in front of you. You say, well, I don't know what the vision of my life is. Well, you need to ask him what it is. If any area of your life is not in alignment completely with God's word, then you are need to see the vision that he has for your life. Every area, every one of us, me included. What has God called me to do? Where is he taking me? My body healed and whole and complete. You need to see that vision for your life. You need to get a hold of it. Not, I, I can't get a hold of it for you. You have to get a hold of it for you. What is God asking for you in your life? You need to come expecting. You need to come expecting. You know, yesterday, you know, it was thinking about vision, and I wear contacts. How many of you wear contacts? How many of you have glasses or contacts? Or have experience? Okay, a lot of you. So you'll get this, right? So... Apparently, the contacts I was wearing, and Nina, I don't know where she is, she, she'll get this too. The contacts I was wearing were old and they were getting dried out. But I just kept wearing them anyway. And what I realized is I had became more and more difficult for me to see. My eyes became more and more heavy. And it's like when you wear a pair of glasses and they're all fogged up and you can't see. You, you start to get tired very quickly. But what happened when I put fresh contacts in? Brand new vision. It was like, ah, I can see again. I have energy again. I have life again. Literally, if you wear contacts that are too long or too dried out, you seriously, you get tired because your eyes are working too hard. You can't see. Church, the same thing applies in your life. Put in a fresh pair of contacts this morning. Put in a fresh pair of contacts this morning. And if you wear glasses, clean them off. Clean them off, and if you don't, if you got 20-20 visible with enemy, praise God, then open your eyes and see the vision that God has for you. Open your eyes and see the vision that God has for you this morning. 
He wants you healed. He wants you whole. You have to see it. You have to embrace it. You have to understand it. And you have to run after it. Write the vision. Make it plain so he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. It's a time. Church, it's time. The word has been provision and harvest. It is the appointed time. The harvest is now. It is available. It is ready. Your healing is ready. It's available. You have to see it. You have to embrace it. You have to run after it. But at the end, it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will surely come. Church, get your heads wrapped around the vision that God has for your life, for your relationships, for your job, for your business, for every part of your life, and write it down. Write it down. That's plant, you're planting the seed. This is what you're doing. You're planting this seed down, saying, this, I'm putting this down on paper. I am planting the seed for the vision that God has for my life. Year after year, Liz and I, we would sit down, and this is, you know, I'm telling on myself here. We would sit down and we would write down at the end of each year all the things that God had done for us in this previous year. And we would write down everything we were believing for that God was going to go do in the upcoming year. And we did this year after year after year. And you know what? As we would go back, almost without fail, Without fail, God did a miracle work on every one of those things that we were asking to see him do in our life. And I'm telling on myself because the past couple years, we haven't done it. Why? Because you know what? The enemy wants to distract us from the vision that God has for our life. And you say, well, Pastor Jason, a lot has changed in your life over the past 12 months. Has it not? It has. But each and every one of us needs to write down the vision that God has for us. Don't lose sight of it. Don't be distracted by what the world has to offer. Don't be distracted by the enemy in trying to take you off track and take you over here or take you over there and do different things. Stay connected to God's vision for your life. Liz said it earlier, put pressure on God's word. Put pressure on God's word. Why? Because it says where there is no vision, the people will perish. If you don't have a vision, people will perish. Each of us has a vision that God has given us for our life, and we need to seek it, and we need to find it. You know, church, the world talks a lot about wanting to be normal. You know, what's average, what's normal? Most people don't have a vision for their life. I do not want to be normal. I do not want to be normal. I don't want you to be normal. I want you to have a vision for your life. I want you to be reading it every day and moving closer and closer towards it in your life. That is the harvest that God has planned and prepared for you. Your purpose, your calling, what he has on your life. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world. I don't want to be conformed to this world. I don't want to be normal. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. The perfect will for your life. Is that not a vision or what? 
a vision for your life, the perfect will of God. How do you do that? You have to transform your mind. We have to transform our mind. What does an abundant harvest look like? You know, in the farming or the agriculture industry, they call it a bumper crop. Anybody ever heard of a bumper crop? Okay, a couple farmers have. A A bumper crop is a crop that has yielded an unusually productive harvest. Church, we are believing for a bumper crop of harvest in this church, in your life, in your physical bodies, in your finances. A bumper crop is available. The harvest is ready. The harvest is ready. Psalm 115.12 says this, says, The Lord has been mindful of us. Church, some of you just need to hear that. The Lord has been mindful of you. He has been mindful of you. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. May the Lord give you increase more and more. You and your children may be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. Thank you, Jesus. Church, the first thing we need to do is plant that vision. Plant it on a piece of paper. Write it down. Put it in your phone. Make it your screensaver on your phone. And then you can go check it how many times you open up your phone. Mine, on average, is like 67 times a day or something like that. You probably, some of you more, some of you less. But every time you open that phone, you can see what does God have for you? What does God vision for your life? The second thing we need to do is we need to water. We need to water. What do I mean by that? I mean to be qualified to receive your harvest. Uh-oh. This is, a, this is the part of the, the message where there's not as many amens. So this is great. We have the vision and all. Oh, we're so excited. This is great. God has got a vision for my life and I've written it down. But church, Jesus has redeemed us from the curse. He has saved our sins. But there are so many things that he has commanded us that we need to do in our life. That we need to get aligned correctly in our life. We need to get ourselves qualified to receive the harvest. If we are praying and believing for a supernatural healing in our life and the Lord has specifically told you to stop doing something and you continue to do it, church, He is not going to just miraculously wipe out that thing He's told you to do. You have to make the decision to stop doing it. You have to decide, this is what God has told me to do, I need to stop doing it. We need to break the power of sin in our life. We want to see God's healing and miraculous power work in our life. Then there are things that he's telling us to stop doing, things he's telling us to start doing that we need to be obedient to. Galatians 6, verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will reap the flesh, will the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit, will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Church, this is a principle here. We want to reap the harvest. We want to plant seed. He is telling us that we need to begin sowing things in our life of the Word of God. 
We have to stop sowing the world into our life. Church, we have to stop sowing the world into our life. Whether it be drugs, alcohol, Netflix, whatever God is talking to you about. We have to stop sowing these things into our life. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. What is it profiting you? Anything? Are you becoming more profitable? Are you becoming stronger in the Lord the more you read Facebook? Yes or no? Most likely it's no. I mean, church, come on. We spend so much time doing these things. I'm with you. I'm not preaching to myself. We spend so much time doing these things, but we want the harvest. I want the harvest. I want the harvest. We have to do some hard things to get the harvest. There are some things we have to go do. Some things we have to stop in our life. We are today what we sowed yesterday. That's a tough thing to hear. And guess what, church? You will be tomorrow what you're sowing today. If you are sowing into the things of this world, you are going to reap that harvest tomorrow. You say, but okay, this is great, but what am I supposed to do? But God. But God. With Him, all things are possible. How do I stop? I'm like addicted to this Facebook thing. How do I stop doing it? But God. Ask Him for His help. Speak the name of Jesus and break that addiction. I'm calling it an addiction. We get addicted to these things. What does an addiction mean? It's something you do over and over and you can't stop doing it. Break the addiction of alcohol now in the name of Jesus. You need His help to do it. He has brought people into your life to help you with these things. We need to position ourselves to receive the harvest. It says in verse 9, it says, So let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. We all want to reap the harvest. And it's coming in due season. I believe the season is now. But there are things you have to do and change in your life. There are things you have to do and change in your life. And verse 10 says, Therefore we have opportunity. Let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Focusing on others and not focusing on ourselves. And I'll spend just a minute and go back to Leviticus 26. I'm not going to read that whole uh, portion of Scripture again. I read, the, I read the part of the scripture where we all love, yeah? We all love verse 9 and 10. You look favorably, make fruitful, multiply, confirm your covenant. We shall eat the old harvest, clear out the old because of the new that is coming. But verse 3 says, If you walk in my statutes and keep my commands and perform them, then, then. Church, there are things we need to go do. There are things that God is calling you this morning to stop doing, and you need to stop doing them. It's a tough message to hear, but it's what God wants to say today. God's love is unconditional. God's promises are not. God's love is unconditional. But over and over you hear in the Bible that If this, then that. Seek ye first His kingdom and His righteousness. Then all these things shall be added unto you. We can't just sit there and think everything's going to magically work for us. 
We have Jesus. We are forgiven of our sins. He is good. He is merciful. He is faithful. He is just. But He is calling some of us to move into positioning ourselves to receive the harvest. You have to position yourself. Think of a farmer. He plants the seed and then he says, you just sit there and do nothing? The harvest is there. He has to go out and do it. He has to go out and get it. We have to position ourselves to go after the harvest. What sin is blocking your harvest this morning? Many times we're blocking our own harvest and we just blame the devil. Well, the devil maybe do it. Sometimes it's just really bad choices that we've made. And we need to decide this morning, it's time. I want this harvest. I believe in this harvest. I want to reap this harvest. It's today, this morning, is the time that I need to make some changes in my life. Church, we have to pull out the weeds. We have to pull out the weeds. If you think of when you're, when you're planting a garden, again, I think I've said this before, I'm terrible at planting a garden. Everything I plant dies, so this is just like theoretical. But when you plant a garden, you have to pull the weeds out or they begin to take the nutrients. They begin to steal the thing that you planted, the seed that you want to see grow. You have to pull the weeds out and you've got to keep pulling them and keep pulling them and keep pulling them. And they keep coming back. We're flesh. We make mistakes. We sin. But you got to keep pulling them. You got to keep pulling them. You have to continue to weed the garden. We have to continue to weed the garden. You want to have amazing fruit? You plant the seed, you water, and you get those weeds out of there. And what happens? The last part of that verse is God gives the increase. God is the God of the harvest. God is the God of the harvest. So the last thing, what do we do? Russ, if you want to come up, the last thing what we have to go do is we need to reap the harvest. Plant the seed. See the vision of what God has for you. And then remove everything that God is showing you that is in your way. Everything that is blocking the blessing from flowing in your life. Remove it. And then it's time to reap the harvest. How do we reap that harvest? Two ways. Two ways. Words of faith and words of praise. Words of faith and words of praise. You need to begin to call in the harvest. And you need to praise Him as it's coming. Praise Him as it's coming. Psalm 67.5 says this, Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then, then, the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless. God shall bless us. And all the ends of the earth shall fear Him. God makes it grow. God makes it grow. If everyone just close their eyes this morning. Bow your heads. Church, I know God is speaking to some of you this morning. Some of you, He's giving a fresh vision. 
He's clear in your contacts, clear in your glasses. Showing you something He's shown you already before. He's reminding you of a word that He has already spoken over your life. A vision for a future. If that's you, just receive it this morning. Receive it this morning. I also believe this morning, still with every head bowed and everyone's eyes closed, He is asking for some of you to make changes in your life. He's asking you to pull some of those weeds out. He's asking you to position yourself to receive the harvest that He has for you. If that's you this morning, slip your hand up. Just slip your hand up. I want to pray with you. There are things he wants to break this morning. There are things he wants to break this morning. Many hands up. Come on, don't be afraid this morning. Just keep your hand up while I pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that we do not have to do this alone. That you are the God of the harvest. You are the Lord of the harvest. And you will strengthen us. You will lead us. You will guide us. And by your power, we can break every chain. By your power, we can break sin in our life. By your power, addictions must end in Jesus' name. So Father, as our hands are raised, we're asking for You to strengthen us in our resolve, in our commitment to stand before You this morning and say, I am ready to make a change in my life. That is me. He will honor that. He sees it. And Father, we thank You that You are strengthening each and every one whose hand is raised. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father. You may put your hands down. So church, as we close, I want each and every one of you to leave here thinking about the word of faith and the words of praise. May those words of faith be on your lips. May those words of praise be in your heart. As you seek that vision, as you work day in and day out to break those chains. Father, I speak that over each person. We thank You for it in Jesus' name. The last thing I'll ask, if there's anybody here this morning, anybody at all, who has never made, never decided publicly to say, you know what, I have not made Jesus Christ Lord of my life. 
I believe that He has come from heaven, walked this earth, died for my sins, rose from the grave for me. I want to make Him Lord of my life this morning. It's not hard to do. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that God is calling you into His family. If that's you this morning, says, I've never prayed that prayer. Slip your hand up today. Never prayed that prayer before. Anybody at all. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. I see your hand. I want to pray with you right now. Heavenly Father, just repeat this after me. Heavenly Father, today I'm making you Lord of my life. I believe that you have died and rose again. Mm. And I make you Lord of my life. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let's just worship just for a minute, church, as we close. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for lives changed. Thank you for addictions being broken. Thank you, Father. More of you. More of you. More of you this week. More of you this week. Praise your name. We worship you. Father, as we close, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done. We thank You, Father, that You are more than enough. We thank You that we can be more than conquerors because of You. We thank You that You are for us and not against us. And we worship You today. In Your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, there's some small group leaders that will be up front here to pray with you. Uh, Liz and I will be up here to pray with you as well. Otherwise, you are dismissed. And be careful driving out there. Apparently there's snow. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today. And always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.